six, five, four, three, two, one, fire. We have now taken over your radio. Ignition. You are now listening to Trap Chat Alley Oop, the fans' plug for all Raptors talk and more. We serve it up and throw it down. Presented by Trap Sense 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Yes, yes. Part two of this special edition, Trap Chat Alley Oop, season three, episode 17. 17? You already know who it is. Alongside my man, Elissa, over here. What up, man? It is Mikey Charlie. And we do have a special guest to join us for this special edition, Trap Chat Alley Oop. Trying to get, you know, wrap up this amazing year. 2018 wrap up. Special guest, introduce yourself. <laughs> what's up, what's up, guys? What's up? This is Big Beasy, uh, founding, one of the founding members of Chapter 95. Just had to come spread some uh, Raptors love and do the wrap up with you guys. Thanks for having me. Beautiful. Thanks for being on. Yeah, man. Good to hear your voice, man. It's been a long time, brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy to be heard and be on this. We've you overcome. Guys are doing a great job. We've overcome some technical difficulties it's just to bring this <laughs> straight to the fans, but it's all good. We are rolling kind of like the Toronto Raptors in 2018 for the most part. There were some difficulties, but you know what? Let's let's get into this. Let's start from, uh, let's, ro- let's rewind it back. Let's, uh, you know what? Let's run this back. Trap Chat Alley Oop. The fans plug for all Raptors talk and more. We serve it up and throw it down. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, oh run, that run that back. Money. Run that back, man. You got to run that back. Run it back? All right, run it back. All right. So All right. Where, where are we going to start? Where are we going to start with this? Uh, okay, I, I think we should at least talk about past Raptors stuff before we, you know, even talk about the early games. Like, let's talk about last year's Toronto Raptors because that still counts oh, so for we're take it, right? We're going to take it way back. Way back. Okay, let's do this. All right, let's do this. So... Let's ask our guest. Tell me, bro, what do you think is your favorite 2018 Raptors moment? Hmm, okay. I'm, to be honest with you guys, I'm actually going to say my favorite Raptors moment from 2018, it was very sweeping. It was very, it was, it was exciting, but then it was followed by a not-so-favorite moment. So my actual favorite Raptors moment was watching OG Ananobi Hit that Hit three. That three. All right. Hit that three point. All right. All right. In, in the playoffs against Cleveland. Yeah, I think, they still I lost that game, game, though. I know. That's why it became like a, a horrible moment right afterward. <laughs> but for just that split second. Felt. That was the greatest Raptor moment that I felt uh, after was right, happening in 2018. Right. I, I definitely can agree that it felt like you could see the youth starting to shine and and see that, yes. that the, the, the franchise was headed in the right direction. That's for yeah, sure. I agree exactly. with you. That's a good moment, man. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That. 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 Uh, what about you, Charlie? My moment? I mean, I thought we were going to do this a little bit later in the, in the episode, but... Nah, man, get it right out the way. I'm curious. From like, So you're basically saying from last season, though. Yeah. My moment was... 
It was, it was last season, right? DeMar DeRozan dunking on, oh, on, on the track. Oh, you took my moment. That was my moment, man. <laughs> we didn't talk about when this DeMar on DeRozan. Devastation oh, that, in that, Detroit. Uh, that was listen. That, that was a great. That was a great. I moment. think that might have been one of the best dunks of Demar Derozan's career, and it wasn't even of that nice time. of a dunk. Yeah, of all time. I, I don't think it was even because it was a you know a flashy dunk. It was just when it was. It was authority. The situation. He went straight down the heart of the defense. Yeah. That was. You know what? It sucked. He took mine. Now I have to think of something else. Hey man, you pressed me to to bring it up at the beginning of the, of the episode. All right. So then if that's the case, my, my favorite moment then is probably, I don't know, I think it was right after Christmas last year. Okay. Um, Fred Van Vliet hit a three. Okay. In the corner. He had a lot of threes. Yeah, no, but to win the game, it was a, it was a game winner, and he hit the three in the corner. And I just remember thinking, something like you were saying about the Ananobi thing, man. I just felt like these guys are here. Like the bench mob is real, and we have a shot at this. You right, know? You, let's talk about the bench mob. So, B, tell me a little bit yeah. about how you felt. Okay, at least the the last season's bench mob. Like, how do you feel they impacted the Raptors' success? Well, first off, I'll say last season's bench mob was to me just felt like it was the culmination of everything Masai Ujiri did wanted when he got built that G League team, the Raptors 905. I agree. Because it's like everybody that was on that bench mob had played in the 905. Everybody was part of the Raptors system from the beginning. And it's just they thrived so much. Next thing you know, the entire NBA had no clue what to do with these guys. They were all such a cohesive unit. It was just I, so I just think that that was just Masai's pride and joy right there. He was smiling and just knew that this is what he wanted. So I have this a question what... for you then. To follow up mm-hmm. that, is there mm-hmm. a bench mob this year? Uh, so I, I mean, there's parts of a bench mob. I mean, losing Pirtle and putting JV in that role changes the dynamic. CJ Miles playing like I don't know where he went. I know CJ's PJ's. <laughs> Shout yeah, out to GoDaddy. Go it's the GoDaddy curse. To the place. <laughs> it's the GoDaddy curse for real. It's he, he, for whatever reason since he's not playing well. The fact that at least Norm's playing better now. We got Delon playing. See, um, Van, Fred Van Vliet's playing well, but it just doesn't feel like the same cohesion. I think because Pascal's in the starting lineup now, it just and, changed the whole dynamic of the bench mob. That's a really and, good point. That's a really good point you just yeah. made, man. I think. Pascal Siakam in a way was kind of like the glue guy that kind of stuck everything together because even if you look at the guy we still have the guys like we still have players that could play well off the bench but that cohesiveness is just doesn't seem to be there Van Vliet said a little while back right after he came back from injury that the bench mob is gone so stop thinking about it and that that it's actually better for the team because it's it's a lot more fluid and players have a, a, a lot better of a, you know, have a lot more freedom to do what they want to do instead of defined roles, which is kind of what Dwayne Casey was known for, right? Yeah, and that's another thing. That, like, that brings up a whole other thing. I'm sure we're going to get into it a lot during the uh, the rest of the, the podcast about the coaching, but we'll get to that. Let's talk about... Um, 
you know, first of all, last season was their most successful de- season to date, right? Raptors went 59 and 23, they finished first in the East. Uh, they're second in NBA in offensive rating at 113.8, fifth in defensive rating at 105.9, and the first playoff yeah. game one win since, since 2001. Since Thank you, Vince Carter. Oh, oh, that was a special one too. Well, what kind? What kind of like? How did the Raptors not win these games once? Like, what was happening? What, what? Do you have a take on that? I mean, I have a take. That's for sure. But what do you think, man? I mean, first off, I thought like from years back in the day, I think they were just choking. They were new. They just didn't know what to do. I think in the Bosch era and all that, I think they just, again, were caught up in the playoff hype and just couldn't figure it out. But, I mean, I can't, I don't know what's, what's really led to it. Like in the, the DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry era of, of playoff basketball. Like they were the top seed in, in basically every series. So, I, I mean, I, 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 I have no clue why these guys couldn't ever put it together in game ones. I, is it is it because of DeMar DeRozan? Oh, you're going to play that card. Oh, Anyone that listens I to this podcast knows I love DeMar DeRozan. But I question, is it the reason is the reason that the Raptors never got over the hump because of the Oh, you're DeRozan. talking about more in general, just not just game one. You're talking about uh, but I mean, I, a game one is a is a is a, a, a cross section of the rest of the, the right. series, right? And if you get off to a, a good, especially when you have the home court advantage, if you don't get off to a good start, it sets a tone for the rest of the series. All right, well, yeah. What are your thoughts on this, Brandon? I mean, yeah. I, it's hard for me to to, to, to talk talk ill about DeMar DeRozan. Oh, I am not and talking <laughs> ill. Trust me. Last yeah. year I called him top ten player in the NBA. I still love the guy. And I'm just looking. He, I'm uh, looking at this as a whole, where the Raptors just couldn't get over the cusp. But you know, I think they're. I mean, I don't want to get too deep into to it, but there's something about. DeMar kind of mirrored Toronto in general and and, and just having to prove himself to those that doubted him. And I, I, I don't know, I think that when it came to playoff time, the pressure just maybe got a little bit too much for him because of what he always had to try and prove and prove and the spotlight was just was just on him and the team kind of just followed followed suit well that's because demar it was demar DeRozan's team and and i think that's how it goes okay but i'm not gonna put it on the rose i think the coaching had a little bit to do with it too but we're gonna get into that a little bit later i'm sure let's keep moving so the raptors did beat the Washington Wizards in six games in the first round after winning game one. They well, lost game two, one two, game yeah, three, yeah. lost game four, and then finished it off. Then they faced their ultimate Eastern Conference nemesis in LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. This year we thought it was going to be good because the Raptors finished their series in six games. Cavs went to seven games. It was a hard-fought series against, against the Indiana, Pacers. You know, like. They were coming off of one-day rest. Raptors had a home court advantage, so we're like, okay, we got this. Right? Nah. Nah, we didn't have it at all. LeBron James and the Cavs swept us four games straight. 
What do you think? I mean, obvious, obviously, the obvious. Yeah, well, yeah, let's talk The about obvious is, is, is the fact that, you know, LeBron James is the best player in the NBA. Minus that, yeah. how the hell did they sweep us? Well, let's talk about game it, one. That game one. It, Raptors it had. Game one. The Raptors seemed to have control in that game. Up until the fourth yep. quarter. I remember I was working that Halfway day. Halfway through the fourth quarter. I was working that day and I saw the end of the third into the fourth. I'm like, okay, we got this. Came back out yep. and I realized that we lost in overtime. 113, 112 to be exact. And it wasn't even just them losing in overtime. They lost that game when they couldn't finish it in regulation. Yeah. Because they had, like, there was a, there was a play that if I recall, they had like four chances to, right to at score end. a basket at the end of the game. Tip-ins by C. Yeah, you're right, man. That's the right play. JV, yeah. JV had and, two and, or three or something at the yeah. end of the game. And the moment that game, the buzzer sounded and we knew the game was going to overtime, it just felt like the wind felt like it was out of the sails. Yeah, that because point. it's like the recurring, just, the recurring nightmare. <laughs> Exactly, and they did all the right things for like, it seemed like three and a half quarters, and then they still couldn't finish it in regulation. It just felt like it was the writing was on the wall for a bad, it's bad series at that point, and yeah, and Raptors LeBron got, just oh. yeah, they got blown out in game two, 128, 110. Game three, yep. they were getting blown out. They somehow got a furious rally going in the second half but as we know also demar was benched in that game for the fourth quarter completely benched for the fourth quarter raptors are on the comeback path but at the end of the game a costly mistake a costly strategic error was made by leaving LeBron James all alone against Ananobi. Listen, every person, the every person the in the shot. world knew that LeBron James was getting the ball at that play. I'll tell you something right now. That play is what sealed the fate for Dwayne Casey. It was, it was that play. It was that play. But we have to understand, LeBron hit a ridiculous shot. Like, that wasn't that big of a shot. He shot, he shoots that in the playground uh, like 11 times out of 10. Yeah. It's still a tough shot. No way. Okay, no, but it was him versus one on one. Yeah, that's this is what I'm saying though. In nah, that game setup, in that game setup, there should have been not, five guys on it. <laughs> yes. Would you not want J.R. Smith or anybody else to take that last Very shot? True. Anybody. Very true. Anybody. You got to force it out of the time. Yeah. So, one, so yeah, the Raptors. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, yeah, the, the coaching decision could have been made to. to to get it out of his hands. I mean, instead of just forcing him to make and t- take and make a tough shot, but uh, it was just it was just tough because they played well just to get back to that point, and then for them yeah. to, to yeah, and like then that, like like Mike just said here, it comes down to a terrible play call to lose the game. 105, 103 loss, and then game no. four they didn't stand a chance it they got blown out of the water yeah, 128 it, to 93. it was over I season don't over the team actually showed up no yeah pretty much would you would you have thought four. at that point that was the last time demar Derozan was ever going to be in a toronto raptors uniform never crazy yeah, to never, think like that, eh? yeah never 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 i i thought he was going to retire yeah. a raptor so, so uh, he may still 
never know. You never know. But as of now, not with the as of now, he's he's not on team right now. So into the off season we go. Dwayne Casey gets fired May 11th. Wins Coach of the Year June 25th, which I'm slightly surprised at. No, you're he's not. A little bit. Come on, he brought thought, that team. He was still the best team. Yeah, in the I, I, I thought Stevens was going to win. Listen, Dwayne Casey deserved it. No, he deserved it. I I, I won't say he he deserved it. He was a good coach. He He just wasn't. He deserved it. He just wasn't the coach. But he wasn't the right coach for us. The Raptors hired Nick Nurse June twelfth, and then hired or promoted. Promoted, I guess. Yeah, promoted. Hired him as head coach. Hired him as head coach. But promoted. Like, yes. I mean, it really basically has been Nick Nurse's offense for the last five years, right? So Yeah. Very true. Very true. And then came the day, D-Day, July 18th. I have a story on this later, D-day. by the way. DeMar DeRozan traded for Kawhi Leonard. What were your thoughts when that went down? You're, you're asking me. Yeah, I'm asking you. Oh, man. We've I'm talked just, about this till we're blue I, in the face. I, I, I want your opinion. I, 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 I've been trying to, to forget that day. But in any case, I'll, I'll remind you guys. I, As you obviously remember, it happened at like in the middle of the night. So, I mean, I, I like many people, were sleeping. And I woke up to this. I remember I was so happy when I saw the Adrian Wojnarowski update, Twitter update the on Woj my bomb. feed. The Wolves bomb saying, oh, the Raptors have traded for Kawhi Leonard. So I was, I was jumping for joy. And then later on, because, you know, they didn't have the deal finalized as, as far as who was in it, then the later Wolves bomb post says DeMar DeRozan's a part of the deal. And then, I mean, from that point on, it was just mixed feelings, complete mixed feelings, because you know Kawhi, who Kawhi is, what he's about. He's done it so far this season. But DeMar DeRozan felt like a Raptors lifer. Like, we got him from the beginning. He, he is Toronto. Yes. He is Toronto. He's, that's what I'm saying. He, he is Toronto. And to, to lose him... Uh, I mean, it was tough. It was, especially yeah. the way we did, just rip out of our, out of our, our, our lives. Like, just, yeah, just unexpected. So, so now, you yeah. know, almost half a, a season in the books. Yeah. What do you think of the trade now? Okay, so I will say this, and I did say this at the time. As as hard as it was emotionally, as a basketball move. It was one of the best basketball moves a GM could probably make, and I give credit to Masai. I, you make the move 10 out of 10 times, and because of you see how Kawhi's playing, this is the reason why. But I mean, it was a tough. It was tough to take in, but it still it was the right move then. It's still the right move now, and it probably, hopefully, in June we'll even think it was even a, a better move by that point if we're, if we're playing in, the, in June. Absolutely. So, Make yeah. sure you go check yeah. out the dearly demarted mix um, we yeah. posted up on the, uh, our trap chat. Yeah, trapsince95.com. And also on illicitsound.com as well and a few other places. But if you if you go look for it, it's it's actually pretty good. It'll give you a little a good feeling about Demario Rosen, you know? And also the quiet Leonard nice. Mel- welcome mix as well. As well, yes, that's right, but of course. Let's talk a little bit about Kawhi now. So Kawhi, we've got we're Kawhi, we acquired him in the summertime. The American media is going nuts saying, Oh, Kawhi is not gonna report to Toronto, he doesn't wanna come to Toronto. He comes to Toronto, he buys a house here. 
He reports. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's not going to say. He wants to go to the Lakers. He's already refuted he doesn't want to go to the Lakers now. Doesn't want to play with LeBron. Every day there's something. Americans are saying, oh, now the Clippers. Now the Clippers are the Blah, team. blah, 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 blah. There's blah. a Clipper guy at every game. And you know yeah. what he said? I didn't know that. And they was asked, how do you, how do you like the cold? He's like, uh, I don't know. We don't, don't play, play in the cold. cold. We play in a heated building. Honestly, Kawhi Leonard, he's, he, he's, you know, a very short-witted person. Yeah. But he's hilarious. Yeah. Like, if you take him for yeah. what he is, he's really funny, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at his laugh in this introductory uh, press conference. <laughs> By the way, did he hear the did he hear the, the Christmas remix? Did he hear the Christmas remix? On, did you see that on Instagram? Yeah, I saw it. It was pretty funny. That's pretty funny. That's actually kind of Go look for it. It's pretty funny. We'll, we'll, we'll actually post it on our... We'll post it. It's actually posted on our Instagram stories. If you check out our Instagram stories under viral. I'm going to check out the Traption 95 Instagram for yeah, that. At Trapped, at T-R-A-P-D-9-5. All right. Let's get into the season, though. The Raptors coming into the season. Oh, all the talk was Boston. The Celtics are taking the East. Toronto has no chance, oh, and Kawhi's going to leave. And Philly's next upcoming team. They're going to challenge Boston, maybe. But the Raptors started 6-0 to begin the season. And then, well, they lost to Milwaukee, who was also 6-0. That's fine. And Milwaukee's Raptors, been playing pretty unbelievable basketball. Yeah, they've been playing well, too. They're up there, too. But the Raptors are still, what, what are they? The Raptors what? are the best yes. team yes. in the yes. NBA, and I've said that for five weeks. All right, so let's talk about a little bit why. Like, let's, yeah, let's it's talk unbelievable, about, man. Unbelievable. Let's okay. Let's it talk about. Let's talk about Nick Nurse. So he decided. Mm-hmm. JV's been starting his whole entire career. He missed. And he so. He did not start only five games in his career before this season. But then Nick Nurse, taking over head coaching duties, decided that he's going to share the center position, the starting spot between JV and Serge Ibaka. Mind you, you, remember, last season, Serge Ibaka was struggling with the Raptors. He wasn't really performing up to the level we were expecting. So you just said, Brandon, that you think it was a brilliant move? Elaborate on that. I, okay, so I, I will tell you why I think this is a brilliant move. I mean, there's a number of reasons why. One, because of the fact that obviously, you, since you traded away Jakob Pertl, you needed another like real center-type player coming off your bench. And we all knew Bebe wasn't ever going to be the answer in that regard. So I felt that was a good move. The other thing is you, that forces you to then put Pascal Siakam in the starting lineup, and you see how much he's thrived. Yep. But what that also did was that it proved, it showed, it allowed for since Serge is playing as great as he's playing, and so is JV, it allowed for two dominant big men to play against either the starting unit or the bench unit. So you're consistently always having, when they're healthy, a dominant big man on the court. If you want to play big, and you still have the small ball options that have, you know, that have taken the lead by storm quite a fair bit. So that's why I thought it was a, just a brilliant move on so many levels. 
I, I agree. I, I, I have a Baca on my fantasy team, and it's obviously <laughs> proven to be, you know, a, a really good move for him. They get yes. him. They get him involved in the offense early, and it, he kind of wakes up, kind of like JV yeah. used to. But they now they do the same thing. They just put him off the second in the second unit. I hope JV gets better because he, when he is on the floor, he's the most dominant dominant player. Hey, on the floor. but Moose Monroe is not doing too bad as, as a fill-in. You know, spotting spotting up yeah. filling in there. Best but, third center in the NBA, that's yeah. for sure. But let's talk about yep. Ibaka's stats. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, quickly. No, I'm just gonna say that's another Masai Ujiri, Steel? Just, you know, magic Agreed. wand right there. Yeah, like, Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> you pulled Greg Monroe for your like 14th roster spot. Like, come on now, yeah, that's straight up. That's All incredible. Right. Let's let's back up Ibaka and Jamie with some stats. So. Abaka is averaging career highs in points and assists. He's averaging 16.7 points, 1.3 assists. JV, he's averaging the least amount of minutes he's ever played in his career, yet his highest point total, or average I should say, 12.8 points, and field goal percentage, 57.5, and he's shooting threes now. So that's really good for the Raptors. JV's the man. I, I can't wait till he gets better oh. and he's back on the floor. And the other thing we forgot to mention that made a huge difference by having Serge starting and then JV on the bench is it forces Serge to be the center, keeps him out out from taking threes all the time. You saw how he was launching threes all over the That's place last point. year. That's a good point. Yes, it's a good point. I agree. I, I don't. I, can, I think he's maybe shot about ten threes all season, and he's so much more efficient this year. I agree. So it's, I think it's more than ten, but he's def, the, the shots are yeah. much more better, in, like much more in the offense, and and actually, I agree, his percentage is much higher. Much better. Makes right. him a more let's, efficient let's, player. Let's quickly talk about one more player. I think who's impacted the team this year, like in a big way, Pascal Siakam. It's really his breakout season. He's like probably the front runner, or at least top three for most improved player this year in the league. It's his third season in the league. He's doubling, he's more than doubled his scoring average from last season. He's averaging 14.8 points, 6.3 rebounds, and 2.7 assists. 58.7% field goal percentage. He's at 34% from three now, and 78. I can basically he's the, the most improved player in the NBA right now for it's his to lose, no? Basically. I mean Darren I, Fox I, I is there too, but like yo, Siakam, I, no. I think he's he's on top there, man. No. I, I mean, think we're I, we're just, the best team in the NBA, remember? Yeah, when you factor in that, like you have to pick Siakam. Like, how can you not? Yeah. Not so, to mention all you should really do is just just even compare what he was when he was starting in his rookie year versus what he is, what kind of player he's become now. Now I know it's the just most more polished. No, it is based on the previous year versus the next year. But yeah, you look at the polish, you look at the confidence. You know, he knows where to go. He knows his moves, his spots, what shots to take. He's comfortable moving the ball. I mean, he's just a more aware player and. And he's able to execute in so many ways. It's 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 beautiful to see, especially for what is he like a 27th pick or something. You got like it, that. brother. Yeah. Back end of the draft. It's 
Basically, this whole Raptors team is made up of players like that, yeah. right? <laughs> no. End of the draft or undrafted. Basically. Or second round. Second rounders, yeah. Straight <laughs> up. Before we get to the next segment, let's quickly name out some of the key victories from the 2018 year. What 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 victories do you think were the well, we biggest? We talked about around? the Detroit one already. That one was a big one. Yeah, that was an energizing one. Yep. Um, I think I, that, like, that. Go ahead. Say say what you're saying. I was gonna say like like you said with the uh, game one against yeah. Washington. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a huge game. I think franchise especially. Victory. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think so yep. for sure. Uh, I think yep, yep. I think the two Golden State victories just recently were huge because okay. the Raptors hadn't beat Golden oh, State since they became the Raptors that we know what today. What about what about the game that DeMar, DeMar DeRozan broke the, the points record? Yeah, that was a big one too. The 50, yeah. the 52 yeah. points. And, yeah. a, and, and, and I think that was on New Year's Day of this year. Yeah, this yeah. year. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So yeah. that was the, right at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Yep, that was a big game. Yeah. I know. One year and, later, uh, right? One year later, a lot has changed. Not even on the team. Wow. Who, who would have thought at that point? Not me, man. But I, I'm not. Listen, I, like you said, Brandon, I, I, I love the trade personally. I, yeah. I love DeMar yep. DeRozan, and I've always loved DeMar DeRozan. I, yeah. I, I just, it ends up, it has to be this way for us to take the next step, yeah. you know, that's all. Yep, 10 out of 10 times you make the move, as hard as it is to to, to accept it, you have to make a move like this, so. Agreed. Yep. Alright. And, and <laughs> that's why we're the best in the league. You know the best it. Team. <laughs> best team. Best team in the NBA. The NBA. NBA. Alright, let's, let's get into the jump 2019. This is Trap Chat Alley, presented by Trap Since 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trapsince95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Quickly, let's let's set up 2019. How it's looking like for the Raptors? Right, almost off the top. January 5th, I believe. The Raptors are going to be playing for the first time against Demar Derozan. Thoughts? I think Demar is going to have a huge game. <laughs> that's what I think. It's in San Antonio. Well, in San Antonio, that's right. How about exactly? How about the Kawhi effect? So like, Go That's ahead, exactly what I was. Thinking. Yeah, go ahead, speak. I was just gonna say, this game, the January fifth game, that to me, as much, even though we're Raptors fans and we're looking at it from the Demar Derozan perspective, that that game in San Antonio feels like it's more the Kawhi game yeah. for Kawhi. I agree. To to prove himself against. And the I have Spurs a. I, I'm gonna say now he gets 37 points, 10 rebounds, <laughs> and four assists. How many steals? Uh, yeah, two well, steals. That's it? Two steals. Just two? Two steals. Two steals. Just two? two? steals. Okay. One turnover. One turnover. <laughs> how many, how many steals winner? does he get on DeMarco Rosen? Well, I'm only saying two, so let's say one. <laughs> okay, so are the Raptors right. taking this game or, are they, or what, who's winning this game? The Raptors are winning this game. Yeah, I, the Raptors 100%. San Antonio 100%. just Namekin. 
Yeah, I think I think Kawhi, even though Kawhi is a mild-mannered man, I think he'll be amped up for this game. I, yeah. And I also oh, think definitely. also think the Raptors, his teammates, like they're gonna want to win it for yeah. him as well. I agree. So all-star predictions. Who on the Raptors is gonna make the all-star game? You mean besides Kawhi? <laughs> yeah, of course. Besides, I mean Kawhi. How can he not make the team? Who else? Because, Who else? Yeah, he... Does Lowry make it? I think Lowry would have to have a strong, I guess, however many games are, are remaining at the end of this year yes. and early January. Yeah, so basically for what? Any kind of push. Yeah, the, by the way, the voting is open, so go and vote for fans. Uh, the voting open, I guess, Christmas. Twitter doesn't count open, anymore. Yeah, no Twitter votes. You have to go to the website. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. no Twitter votes. Oh, no NBA, no hashtag NBA votes. Shut it. Oh, that made it so much easier. I agree, it's better, man. It also it also hyped yeah. up your players online and stuff. It was good. Yeah. Um, I yeah. would say Lowry, you're saying may, no, maybe I say Lowry's a lock. I don't see anybody. He's got the highest amount of assists in the, in the NBA right now. Well, and, I and I don't see any, any point. Even if he's second to Drew Holiday, it, it, again, they're the best team in the NBA. And he legitimately, yeah. he legitimately is probably better than every point guard in the East. Who's better right now? Yeah. Maybe the only uh, other I don't person, know about that, man. Simmons. He's the only other guy that can arguably be in that Ola category. Ola Depot's, uh, uh, nah, Ola Depot, Ola Depot's gonna yeah. end up as a two guard though. And, and I agree. Yeah, but remember, it's not point guards, it's just guards and fours now. No, that's right, you're right, you're right. It's not yeah. point but still, guards. Ola Depot was hurt a bit. There's also Kemba Walker too, remember? Kemba had one more. And they're playing oh, yeah. and they're in Charlotte, so he's gonna make the team for sure. Uh, yeah, probably actually. He's, they're playing in Charlotte, oh, yeah. so he's gonna make the team. I don't know, so maybe. Kemba, and I don't know, Kemba, and, 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 Kemba could steal a spot. And lastly, and I what think, about what about Siakam? Yeah, hold on. It's either Siakam or Ibaka. Because yeah. they both both have similar numbers. I actually think Ibaka's yeah. numbers are better. And he's definitely yeah. been influential. So yeah. I, maybe yeah. he can even be voted in. Who knows? Or I mean, I think the if, they had a, if they had a center spot still, I think Ibaka would could would make it. But there's still like Giannis and Kawhi, no, I agree. Joel Embiid. Yeah. Like there's there's still some some studs, some stud forward type players yeah. that. It might make it tough, but I, I definitely think Ibaka played well enough to I think, be selected for the I think my here. point is that's, that everyone has to go out there and vote. That's that's what it is. Case in point, <laughs> vote for your favorite Raptors, and then hopefully they make it. I agree. All right. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag, hashtag don't no, use Twitter. Yeah, hashtag no NBA vote. Go to the website and vote. Hashtag, hashtag go to the site. All right. Hashtag don't use Twitter. Potential in-season trades. You think Masai is going to pull the trigger, make a trade, try to bolster the team going into the playoffs? What do you think, B? Mm, I mean, I think if he's going to do anything, it would be moving CJ Miles. But... I mean, I think what if they're gonna if uh, the, what I the Miles thing is what I think could happen, but what I think if anything should happen is the same way how Philly like they signed like Bellinelli and Ilyasova last year late and they helped with their playoff push. I think if the Raptors were to find a, a, a veteran that got bought out late in the season and they just added him just for the playoff push, I think that could. Is something that makes a huge difference. 
Okay. But it all depends on who they did, they would they would sign. Okay. So. I hear you. I I think that there is a trade somewhere still. Yeah, I think so. I think that the the Raptors are loaded with young talent still, and and they're one step away from really you know fighting for the finals and keeping Kawhi. I think they gotta do something, and maybe CJ Miles yeah. in that. I don't know. But it's got to be something. And uh, chances are that means one of the young guys has got to go. Either Ananobi, Wright, Van Vliet, one of those guys. I mean, you got to give up something to get it. Powell, right? Powell, 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 and, and you know what? Powell's, guy, great trade. Powell's great trade bait right now. He's my guy, yeah, though. But, you know, sometimes, hey, DeRozan's my guy, and he's gotten too, so, you know? Gotten, so, yeah. That's we'll not, see what that's happens, not a man. Bad idea. Okay, to wrap Powell up this segment. Off-season, is Kawhi coming back? Brandon, what do you think? Heart, heart or mind? Just <laughs> real, real reality. However you feel, yeah. Reality. The reality is that if the Raptors make the finals, okay. First off, if somehow the Raptors won the NBA Finals against Golden State, yes, he's coming back. Okay. If they make the finals and they play Golden State tough and they lose a tough series, I think he would still come back. If they don't make the finals or they make the finals get swept horribly and or anything worse than that I don't think he's going to come back. I where where does he go if he doesn't if he doesn't resign with Toronto where does he go? He would go to the Los Angeles Clippers. Wow. Okay. That's the only other place I think will get Kawhi Leonard besides the Toronto Raptors. All right. Okay. That's, I agree with you. I I think that the Raptors have the best shot though. I really do. Yeah, I think I think he's coming back, man. I I'm gonna too. say I think he's coming. Yeah, back. I think he's coming. I, 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 hopefully, I I'm being optimistic and all, but I just feel like we have yeah. the most off from not just money wise, but he yeah. has everything he needs here. All right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. He has everything here. All right. Let's get into these Raptors Tales 2018. Trap Chat Alley Oop. The fans plug for all Raptors talk and more. We serve it up and throw it down. Come on, man. Yeah. All right, we're gonna start with the guests here. Me, what what story do you have from 2018 involving the Raptors? What 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 comes to mind? Uh, story from 2018 involving the Raptors that comes to my mind. Huh. Well, I mean, the whole thing is this. The thing that stood out to me the most about 2018, I'm not gonna lie, was the fact that this <laughs> the Raptors had the best record in the NBA, or at the sorry, in the Eastern Conference, and ended up still firing their coach of the year, and the coach <laughs> firing their coach, and he became coach of the year. I mean, I know that that's a story everyone knows. But it just, it just seems to be such, such a, an odd thing to happen since you rarely hear of a team firing a coach that had a good enough season to win a Coach of the Year award. Mark Jackson. So, I mean, <laughs> Mark Jackson fired, Did and, in the, and they were in the finals. Yep, yep. And they were in the finals, and next year Steve Kerr came. And they won. And they won the title. 
Just saying. Oh my goodness. It's not that far, far along ago. Not that yep. long ago. I wonder. Yep. So yep. Does that mean that Nick Nurse is our Steve Kerr? Ah, yo, look. I Steve don't remember Kirk. him hitting threes as a part of the Bulls in the <laughs> 90s, but you know, hey. We'll see. Hey, Who am I, I to say? <laughs> Hey, it's hard to say because they had the best uh, and, and also, yeah, and, Kerr's, and, and Kerr, how about this though? But Kerr's first season there as a coach, they had the best record yeah. in the NBA. Best record ever in the NBA. But they didn't win the title. So, uh, yeah, yep, yep. so uh, maybe I don't want it to be winners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, now listen. Your story, man. What do you have? So mine... It's, it's kind of basketball related, kind of not. Okay. So, I know it's supposed to be 2018, but I'm going to say it's a year from today, okay? So, I got on one of my social media posts thing today about one of those memories. And there's a memory of me and my daughter watching the Raptors last year today. Uh-huh. Um, and she was, you know, less than a year old. She's only a year old now. Yeah. So, you're looking at like... You know, three months, three months old or so, and she's staring at the game for the whole half. She didn't move. She just sat with me, and and it made me realize that you know, like father, like daughter, it's about what you do with your kids, you know. And yeah. I know for a fact that she's gonna be a Toronto Raptors fan. So that's my little story. All right, all right. Nice, nice. As for me, my Raptors story is about. DeMar DeRozan Kawhi Leonard trade because I was on vacation a quick little getaway to Florida Orlando five-day getaway on my very last day of the trip in the morning I get an alert on my phone saying that the trade is imminent so I'm like okay well Kawhi is gonna be a Raptor I'm, I'm excited kind of like what you were saying earlier B I was excited, like, okay, we're gonna get Kawhi. And then the news broke, who's coming, or who's going in place of Kawhi? And it was DeMar DeRozan, and I was like, I was devastated, man. I, I honestly thought it would probably be maybe like a Kyle Lowry, not to say that, you know, I like Kyle Lowry too, he's my man too, but like, DeRozan was like, deep, man. You know, he, I'm gonna he, tell you something right he, now. He started as a Raptor, and like I, I followed him coming into the league and his journey all the way through being a Raptor, the low times and the high times, you know? I'm gonna tell you something so. right now, they tried to trade Kyle Lowry. But Kyle Lowry's <laughs> contract is untradeable. Or it was this past well, offseason. And maybe next year, but right now. Maybe, it's still but a, but still but to be honest, at the end of the day, like looking back at the trade. It probably was better that they kept Kyle Lowry just because of how crucial he is to the to the togetherness of the team. You could even see it in the games that he misses. Even though the Raptors still win some of these games, but the offense does not flow nearly as well. Even those the charges that he takes are very underrated. Like that, those charges really bail out the Raptors. I think charge should be a stat in fantasy. If steals and turnovers is a stat, I think yeah. a charge should be. So, at the, at the end of the day, feelings, feelings aside, I think having the Rose in that in that trade rather than Lowry was actually the better move for the Raptors. I absolutely disagree, but. I can't disagree with the fact that they're the best team in the yes. NBA. So best team in the NBA. Oh, All right. So sweet. Let's keep Sounds it moving so to the last segment. Rap Chat Alley Oop. The fans plug for all Raptors talk and more. 
We serve it up and throw it down. last segment is Trap Ground, and it's 2018 Trap Ground, so we're going to be talking about our top six Raptors of the 2018 season. Alright, who's going to start? I'll go first, because I'm right. not sure I even remember what my six were, so let's see if I can. Number one is, as we've talked about many times in this, this podcast, DeMar DeRozan is the number one Raptor of all time, period. So he has to be there. Number two, obviously, is Kyle Lowry. Because as the rap as the Raptors go, Kyle Lowry goes. As Kyle Lowry goes, the Raptors go. Number three, Kawhi Leonard. Even though he's only been here for, you know, what? Three, five, five months? Five months has he been around there? And four and a half months? And he's already number number three. Number four is JV. JV's been consistent and he's always the most dominant player when he's on the floor. Number five is Van Vliet because he was almost in the, well, he was in the sixth man running last year and arguably could have won it even though I'm glad he didn't. He, he didn't deserve it. And last but not least, number seven. Number six. Num- oh, sorry. Yeah, Come sorry. on, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Lucky seven. Number six is, this one's a tough one, man. Um, I'm going to have to go with Pascal Siakam just because he has taken such a huge step this year. And it looks like, you know, he will be the most improved. So there's my six. All right. B, <laughs> you're up. Well, okay, so Elizabeth basically got my six. I'm not even going to lie. I'm killing, cutting the suspense right now. He got my six, but he did get him in a different order than I thought. Okay. okay. So I'm just going to tell you, I'll tell you my order. All right. You know, feel free to disagree, obviously, but I'll tell you my order. So, number one for 2018, I have Kawhi Leonard. And I know as a DeMar diehard, it's hard for me to just say that. But when you get a player like we got, I mean, in the summertime, it's just, come on now. He's the best player the team's ever had. He's the best player in the Eastern Conference probably right now and arguably one of the top five players in the, in the game. So he, to me, is the number one. Right. Number two is where I put my boy Kamar. Again, starting from that 50-plus point game and career high, Raptors high, beginning this season, all the way to how hard, how much it put him to leave Toronto. That keeps him up number number two for me. Number three is Kyle Lowry, because Kyle Lowry over everything. Fair enough. Just, I, I just, just goes up without saying Kyle Lowry over everything, I guess, except Gamar and Kawhi. <laughs> Fair enough. Number, number four is Jonas Valanciunas, JV, who Back when he was drafted, I used to say he was Jonas Valanciunas, <laughs> and now he's become this efficient juggernaut of a center who's changed his game and made the JV3 as as consistent as death and taxes. So that is why he's my number four. Okay. Number five, I have the spicy P Pascal Siakam. Just because I'm 
yet to see a spin move look so sweet. You know, he had one tonight that looks so nice. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, whether he's finishing with his left or his right, it's just, it, it's so effortless and smooth and spicy. So I'll, I'll I'll give it to give it to to, to Pascal for that. And number six. And my last one, my last one is is Fred because he bet on himself <laughs> because he turned himself from an undrafted player into like you said, listen, a six man of the year finalist, and because he he did right by himself and his family and the organization and came back to the Raptors. What gets lost in all of what's happened in the offseason is that we got another free agent to re-sign yep. Good point. to stay with the Raptors. Yep. Good point. So, the, so you know what? I'll I'll even, I, I don't mind the whole Pascal Van Vliet switch, but you're wrong with Kawhi. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. What about you, Mike? See, I thought we were going to count down. So I'm going to do a countdown. You guys right. went up. I'm going countdown. All right. Because I have a little twist in this. You guys are, are you guys are going to see. So, number six for me is, just like you be, Fred Van Vliet. Steady Freddy. Hit big shots. Not only last season, but even this season, he's hit some big shots. He had a little bit of a struggle for a little bit in this current season. Injuries, but, Yeah, injuries. But he came back. Like, he's been a big, remember, the end of last season, he got he went down in that last game. And even though the Raptors passed Washington, they they weren't they didn't have that same vibe that they had before his injury. So anyways, Van Vliet's my number six. Number five is Pascal Siakam. Spicy P man, I've been I've been talking about Spicy P from from when man? From like over the summertime when I saw him in the leagues. Just killing it. I knew he was going to have a breakout season. Season Last year, he was coming off the bench, part of the bench mob. This year, he's stepping up to a whole new level. So number number five for me is Pascal Siakam. Now, number four. I know I'm going to get some flack from Melissa right here, but number four for me is DeMar DeRozan. What? Okay. Don't get me wrong. No. Don't get me wrong. But you'll see why. You'll see why. Oh, you, will see, no. you will see why. DeMar DeRozan is my guy. Doesn't sound like it. No, he is my guy, man. And as you said, like he said, it, it better be a real remember, good we're, reason. We're not talking about all-time Raptors. We're talking about 2018 all right, specifically, all right. from finish. January to this right, very moment. Finish your point. So he. I, I want to hear some real points for the other three. So, <laughs> so I'm just saying because you know we, we talked about some of DeMar, DeRozan's shortcomings, even though he has a lot of great strengths, and I am Toronto, all of that. But end of the day. He didn't get it done for us in the playoffs. But unfortunately, he got traded, and then obviously he's not here with us anymore. So how the hell? Okay, whatever. Give me the rest of them. Okay, so now... You already lost now, this. No, no, no. No. Because number three is Kyle Lowry. Remember, at the what? beginning of the season, we had an argument. We had... We put up DeRozan versus Lowry. And you had Lowry, and I had DeRozan. What was your last point? Kyle Lowry is still here. And that's why Kyle Lowry is ahead of DeRozan here. Because he's still here. And Kyle Lowry is a, is a crucial part of the Raptors. I think you see that a lot even when, when he's not playing. The Raptors don't have that same flow. Although he's also had his playoff struggles, he has fared a little bit better in the playoffs overall. Boo. Don't boo that. Number boo. number two. Now here, here's the real twist. Number two. My number two Raptor of 2018 is Masai Ujiri. Okay. Okay. Masai Ujiri pulled off 
a mastermind trade bringing in Kawhi, which wasn't a popular trade amongst a lot of the fans because, he, you know, they were so enthralled with DeRozan. He took a real big risk running with uh, Kawhi. But at the end of the day, it, pay, it looks like it's paying off. So shout out to, to Kawhi, or to Kawhi, for making that move, for getting Monroe, getting Green as well in that trade. All right. And hey, shout out, right. shout out to the to All right. GM. So number one. I respect that. I respect yeah. that too. I and number one. Number one, of course, is Kawhi. Kawhi's, Kawhi's the guy, man. He's he's changing the face of the Raptors this season. He's in the MVP talks. He's our best player right now. Every game he's consistent, dropping 27, 28, 30 points, grabbing eight boards, dishing yep. yep. out assists, defensively, getting steals. He's missed nine games. But the Raptors, one of the Raptors, they're the best team in the NBA. There is, is he not your MVP? You're the guy who's telling me. You're the guy telling me he's the MVP. But you're not I'm saying Giannis might be the MVP right now. You're telling me that Kawhi is the MVP. But I'm saying so. How can he be? You know what? It's who watches Raptors? Who watches the the NBA and TNT? I remember Shaq was saying something about Kawhi is like the top, the top two player in the East, but the number one player in the league or something. Yeah, something. Like that. Yeah. That's what you're saying right now, though. You're saying Kawhi is the MVP of the whole league, yes. but he's not number one on the team. You're not. You're come on, not, man. Okay. Come on, man. <laughs> come on. You, you cannot come on, man. Neil. You put Demar Derozan as four. Come on, you man. Cannot come on, come man. Come on, man. No way, man. How's Kawhi no not way. the number one player on the Raptors? Talk to me at the end of the season. Maybe I change my mind. Right now. Jamar Rosen, I still got love for you. Homie. I got love for you. Still, no, we don't. But you're number this four, is bro. No way. You're not. Number I, as one. you said, as you said, he's not here anymore. He's not here anymore, man. You gotta move on. <laughs> you, you have to move on. All right, 2019. And as we move on, Brandon, thank you so much. Thank as always, much. brother. It's been a blast, no man. Problem. Thank you. And we are it, all. It was a pl- <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. It was, a, it was a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. Yeah. And Anytime you want to talk Raptors, I'm here for you guys. We'll do it again for sure. All right, we are all moving on to 2019. Yeah, well, now when Kawhi Leonard's the best Raptor. Let's go. In 2018. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, guys. You know what it is. Chaps, it's 95 for fans. For better. For us. Forever. Happy New Year's, everybody. Yeah, we'll man. see you on the other side. Uh, yeah, we're going away, too, so we'll see what happens. All right. Peace out. Peace. This is Trap Chat Alley, presented by Trap Since 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trapsince95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Yeah.